This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the shortwave radio program. Today you're going to hear a message where I spoke at Agape Family Worship Center in Cayman Islands, March 24, 2013, at the church of senior pastor Dr. Kathy Ebanks and Pastor Andrew Ebanks. I spoke a word for the Cayman Church. While I was there also in the Cayman Islands, I spoke to Premier in other countries would be the Prime Minister or President Makiva Bush. Now, let's begin. I'm going to introduce Dr. Jonathan Hansen this morning. Dr. Hansen is the founder and president of World Ministries International, which is a non-denominational organization. He studied and worked in the fields of military, insurance, law enforcement, psychology, general studies, theology, ministerial studies, and pastoral leadership. So he's had quite a bit of uh, work on his hands. He's been involved in many things, and besides America, Dr. Hansen has lived in Asia, Africa, and Africa during his pastoral ministry. He's traveled over the world many times in ministry to the Bride of Christ. He's currently traveling to countries where God has given him a prophetic word for that particular nation and or a leader within that nation, for instance, presidents, prime ministers, etc., and he speaks to thousands in crusades and conventions and to millions throughout uh, the world, and so by short wave radio and television. And so we're blessed and honored to have him here this morning to speak with us. And just put your hands together as he comes now to bring the word of God this morning. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord? Let's give Jesus a great big hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, hallelujah. If it wasn't for Jesus, none of us would be here. There's no reason to be here if it wasn't for the living God. I'm honored to be here today. I honor the senior pastor. Uh, Pastor Dr. Kathy Ebanks and Pastor Andrew Ebanks. Kathy's also a regent, Christian Life Educators Network. I serve on the board of Christian Life Educators Network and Acts Apostolic 
Council for Transformational Leaders. I was on the board of Christian Life School of Theology and Beacon University with, with Dr. Al Ebanks, who served with distinction. I think you know Dr. Cottle. I'm sure he's been here. And so I represent him around the world in many ways as far as starting Bible schools. But I'm the president of World Ministries International. We go in and out of nations with a prophetic word. Many of you have this uh, apostolic alignment in front of you. And I'll refer to it several times. Now we're talking about the resurrection. That's what we're looking forward to. Next Sunday, Resurrection Day. In Scripture, they call it the Feast of First Fruits. Followed later by Pentecost. Now, I'm, I'm glad you're having a Seder. I know at World Ministries International, we, we also do the Seder. Because the Seder is just a, a meal that you do looking forward again to the resurrection of Christ, but it tells the story of the Passover. So the spring feast, you have the Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and Pentecost. All of it dealing with Jesus. So we need to understand that. Passover. How the death angel passed over the people that were under the blood. Because God was shaking the nations then. He was shaking Egypt. It was a superpower. But they were persecuting the people of God. Putting them under bondage. Putting them under slavery. And we know the ten plagues that came upon Egypt. Well, the importance of Passover, if we look at it spiritually in light of the Messiah of Jesus that fulfilled it, is that we don't have to be afraid in the future, no matter what happens, we have a Passover lamb, we have the resurrection, the truth and the life, we have the spirit of Pentecost with us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. There's nothing to be afraid of. I know we're in uncertain times. God is shaking the nations. And God is judging the nations. I go in and out of nations again with a prophetic word. But why does God have to shake the nations? Why does he eventually have to judge the nations? The prophet Isaiah said, if God doesn't judge, the innocent become prey. If God doesn't judge. Now, I travel in nations of genocide all the time. In Nigeria, not very many years ago, half of the churches were attacked and burnt down through a spirit of religion called Islam. Why do we say there is only salvation through Jesus? Why do we say it? Some people get upset. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a real God. There is a living God. The creator of the universe. The creator of all things. The author of life. We sing about the blood. It is only through the blood of Jesus Christ that there is salvation. See, we need to understand those things. 
We're in a battle right now, heaven and hell, Jesus Christ, Antichrist. Freedom for Christianity or persecution. What you're seeing around the world is a created crisis. A created crisis to dissolve the sovereignty of nations and move us into a new world order. Now, my background is law enforcement. I was the president of the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. I was over the FBI, the CIA, U.S. Marshals, Secret Service, local county police. Also on the SWAT team, Special Weapons and Tactics. In the military, in the Air Force, Strategic Air Command, in intelligence, law enforcement. Now, after God chastened me, do we understand that word chastening? I'll go into it a little bit. Because the Bible says who he loves, he chastens. You know, the sister up here gave a, a word from God. Praise the Lord. That was a word from God she gave. I have now two BAs, general studies in psychology, theology, two master's degree in divinity and theology, and three doctorate degrees. Theology, ministry, and divinity. But before I started to move around the nations, God dealt with my heart. There's nothing wrong with law enforcement. God needs good law enforcement officers, Christians. We need Christians in every branch, every part of society. Amen? We need good men and women of God in these fields. We need good men and women of God in government. The Bible tells us to occupy. The Bible tells us to make disciples of all nations. The Bible tells us to be salt. If we don't occupy, if we don't make disciples, if we're not salt, we are ruled by the pagan. We are ruled by evil men who then bring persecution on you and I. And all over the world, evil men through evil governments under Lucifer are persecuting the church of Jesus Christ right now. Two and a half million Christians in Sudan killed or sold into sex slavery, made slaves by a Muslim government. Nigeria, the same thing. Churches were attacked. Pastors were killed right on the pulpit. Their wives raped. Because the Bible says that Satan is the prince of this world. That's why Jesus has to judge. He has to stop this insanity that's going out through the nations right now. That's what the battle of Armageddon is all about. Our Messiah, Jesus Christ, coming back in power, in authority, to break bondages, to break dominion, to set the captives free, to give hope and salvation and peace finally on earth as he removes evil governments and he rules and he puts in righteous leaders to rule and reign. Amen? If we understand those things, we understand that judgment is love. The judgment of God is the love of God to bring peace and salvation to a world. A world that is ruled primarily by evil men. That's why it is so important in these next elections 
that you vote for the best man or woman that will actually represent Jesus Christ. It's so important. Keep Cayman free. Let it prosper. The book of Luke. The book of Luke. Chapter 19. Verse 33 says, And as they were loosing the coat, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the coat? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. They brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the coat, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread as their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even now at descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that he had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke the disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Palm Sunday, looking forward to Resurrection Day next week, in fulfillment of Feast of First Fruits. Now we serve a living God, a living God. The power of God, the miracles of God, the works of God throughout Scripture are still happening today. Today. Now, we do have to do, like this lady said, deal with our sin. Sin separates us from the blessings of God. It stops our prayers from being answered. It causes us a lot of problems. And eventually, if we don't come under the blood of Jesus Christ, if we don't receive him as Lord and Savior... We're separated from God throughout eternity because God cannot allow another world like this with rebellion to continue where the innocent become fray. He can't allow it. There has to be separation. There has to be judgment. His bride must live in peace. And I'm happy for that. I shared with you that God chastened me. When I was in law enforcement, I was the president of the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. It's like a pastoral position, but I was also investigating felony crime. I was on the SWAT team, Special Weapons and Tactics. We went to barricaded felons, hostage situations, whether it was an airplane or banks or what have you. So I'm a very logical person. I'm a very rational person. But I'm also a spiritual person, amen? A spiritual person. Miracles happen sometimes when you have to violate logic, like get out of the boat and walk on water. I found out something about my wife that I did not know when I was in law enforcement, and that is she grew up being sexually abused. Now, as a man... Unless you're really sanctified, unless you're really submitted your will to God's will, you can't deal with that. Yes, the scripture says, love your enemies. Do good to them that persecute you. 
Forgive them that despitefully use you. Even though I had preached the word of God, I was a pastor before law enforcement. Now I had a pastoral position in law enforcement, although also a serious position investigating felony crime and a member of the SWAT team. Trained, again, through our top academies, Aerospace Police Academy, in the Air Force Criminal Justice Training Commission, FBI and SWAT. I hated this man. And all of a sudden, the Bible says if we don't forgive, God can't forgive us. If you have hate and it continues into such strong bitterness and unforgiveness, then not only can various diseases attack you, they call them psychosomatic diseases, starting off physical diseases like cancer and other things, but you can also have mental problems, depression, clinical depression, as the chemical balance in your mind evaporates. And then a spirit of suicide can grip you and you could actually kill yourself. We must forgive because God created us. And if we understood the word grace, which I finally learned, that but for the grace of God, I would be also this type of person or worse, but for the grace of God, giving me boundaries in my life, giving me parents that raised me according to the ways of God, but for his grace, David should have been executed. David was guilty of premeditated murder and David was guilty of adultery, but the grace of God, can you say amen? Can you say grace? But for the grace of God, there go I. That's why if somebody will actually come under church authority, I understand that now. I have no problems if they'll come under church authority. If they fail to come under church authority, the law was made for the lawless. And they must be incarcerated. But I understand that word grace finally. Through this period of chastisement. I was so miserable. One day I just fell on my face in my home and I started to cry. I started to weep. Father God, forgive me. I've been a hypocrite. Some people call me pastor, but I've hated this man. Forgive me. Have you ever asked God to forgive you? Father God, forgive me. Well, I asked God to forgive me. I left a, a pile of tears on the floor. And then the word of God came to me so strongly. Leave your gift at the altar. Go and make it right. Leave your gift at the altar. I knew what I had to do. Faith is simply obeying the word of God. Disobedience is simply disobeying the word of God. That's all faith is. If you obey the word of God, you're living by faith. If you know what the word of God says, but you won't obey it, you're living in rebellion. It's that simple. Lucifer tempted Eve in the garden to disobey the word of God, to discount the word of God, to discredit the word of God, not to obey the word of God. Lucifer led a rebellion in heaven, discrediting the word of God. Right now, we're under a spirit of deceivableness through the world today, under false religion led by Lucifer, 
to discredit the word of God and give you another way to salvation. Again, if we got into Revelation, the white, the red, the black, the pale green horse. Religious deceivableness. Followed by war. Followed by death. Followed by pestilence. You say, how could it happen? If you've ever been in countries around the world where they've had war. Followed then by famine and drought. Followed by pestilence. And the Bible is talking about two billion people dying in the book of Revelation. You can see where there's going to be drought and famine and pestilence. You can see where the Bible is true, talking about even the animals attacking. But thank God we have the same spirit of Passover. We're going into resurrection, but there's Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, meaning we do not have to be afraid of any of the plagues of God because we're under the blood. Can you say amen? We're under the blood. Now, the Bible talks about man through religion turning against you and I, and that's true. But that's why Jesus returns and defeats our enemies. And there will be peace on earth. We've got to understand these things. Unleavened bread, Passover, unleavened bread, dealing with sin. We have to cooperate, like this woman said, with the word and the spirit and deal with our own sin. The Bible says, judge yourself and I won't judge you. I had to deal with my sin. I knew I was a hypocrite. I knew I couldn't obey the word of God. And when the Holy Spirit said, leave your gift at the altar and make it right, I knew what I must do. I must obey the word of God. So I talked myself into it because I didn't feel like it. See, walking in faith doesn't mean you feel like it. It means you obey the word of God. Get up, walk, climb up the stairs. Get in the car, drive, get out of the car, walk, knock on the door. I've hated you. Will you forgive me? I mean, that was hard to do. This was my wife we're talking about. But as soon as I did, the grace of God came upon me. As soon as I did, he broke that yoke, broke that hatred. Now I love that person like I love my own father. I went in front of the church and said, some of you call me pastor, but I've been a hypocrite. Follow me now as I follow Christ and exhibit the love of God. Praise the Lord. Some of us have to deal with unforgiveness, I think, today. Unforgiveness. When we deal with unforgiveness... You'll move into a new dimension of God's grace, God's anointing, and God's blessing. We must deal with our sins. I had my first supernatural dream. I saw myself traveling the nations. I saw myself ministering to the leadership of nations, the presidents, the kings, the prime ministers. I saw myself in front of the masses. I felt the heartbeat of God, how sad he was for the condition of the church. Then how he showed me that the reason many of the pastors were more in love with the things of God, I should say more the, most pastors were more in love with the things of the world 
the things of the world than the things of God. Did you catch that? That's why it is important to make sure you attend a godly church where your pastors are truly in love with Jesus Christ. You need to be understand under that apostolic authority and covering. I know Pastor Al Ebanks and his wife, Dr. Kathy Ebanks, and, and now Pastor Andrew, associated with some of the best godly leadership in the world. Through Christian Life Educators Network, as well as Apostolic Council of Transformation Leaders. For Acts, I'm an apostle at large, and then I'm also a member of the International Coalition of Apostles as an apostle at large. Because we're dealing with the leadership of the church, I came out of that vision and started a whole revival meetings. Basically, that woman's message, get right, for Jesus is coming back. Amen? It was a John the Baptist type message. Get right, for Jesus is coming back. And that's what we're looking forward. We're living right now, right in the days prior to Revelation. The book of Revelation is about to be opened. Jesus is coming back. The fall feast, trumpets, the trumpet of the Lord, atonement, the horn of my salvation. Jesus shakes the nations. He fights the ungodly. And tabernacles, the return of Jesus Christ. Jesus is here today. He's here right now. Do you understand that angels are in this room right now? Many times people see a huge angel behind me. Sometimes they see more than one. I'll tell you, I need that huge angel. We have this newsletter, Apostolic Alignment. I want you to turn with me to page six. Zaire. Zaire had killed over six million of their own people. They asked me to pray for the peace of Zaire live over East Africa radio. All of East Africa, millions and millions and millions of people. Friday, November 8, 1996, I was asked to pray for the peace of Zaire live over Eastern African radio. November 8, 1996. I was the fourth person to pray. When I opened my mouth, I prophesied. Unless the nation repents from the president guilty of thievery and murder down to the beggar, the president will be chased from office, the government will fall, and the nation will collapse. They were shocked, but it was live. They took me off the microphone and said, Reverend Hansen, we asked you to pray for the peace of Zaire, not to insult the president. It was too late. It went out. I said, if two people are guilty of adultery, can you bless them? The prophecy came to pass exactly six months later. President Mobutu was exposed as a thief and guilty of murder. He had stolen the wealth of his nation and hid the money in accounts outside of Zaire. President Mobutu's government fell and the nation collapsed and the name was changed to the Democratic Republic of Congo. Six months later. Recently, I had the governor of the Congo in my television studio in Stanwood, Washington, and I'm going to the Congo to meet with the current president. 
Let's look at one more. Burundi, page three. If you remember Rwanda, Burundi, the genocide, 1.2 million people slaughtered like animals in Rwanda. Do you remember that genocide? A million people slaughtered over the course of 15 years in Burundi. And God gave me a word for Rwanda, the president, the parliament, and Burundi. Now, I made a flesh and blood. Years ago, God asked me to spend five hours a day with the Lord. The word of God is the Holy Spirit documented in written form. When we inhale the word of God, in those five hours, I'll read, I'll meditate. Not speed read, but I read and allow the Lord to deal with my life, to deal with me. So as you submit yourself to the will of God, as you judge yourself according to the word of God, as you inhale the word of God, eat the scroll as Ezekiel and Jeremiah and in Revelation, it says, eat the scroll. Inhale the word of God. When you fast, I fasted six weeks to go into Rwanda. Why? Because I was afraid. I'd seen a lot of miracles. I'll share a few today. But I had fear. How do you overcome fear? Fear is dealing with pride, self-preservation. As you fast, you're rejecting self-preservation. You're denying yourself a food to preserve your life. And you're feeding on the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the life of God, Pentecost, resurrection, power, authority. The Word of God is knowledge. Meditation and prayer on the Word of God is understanding. Knowledge and understanding is divine wisdom. So when you inhale the Word of God, you submit your will to the will of God, you move with the authority of God, with the gifts of God that develop, and the anointing of God that comes upon you. Can you say amen? You fill yourself with the Word of God. When I need to share a word, I fast. And I have fasted up to six weeks. Some of you need to share a word with a relative or a family, a neighbor. Fast. I'm sure it won't be six weeks. But allow the Spirit of God, the authority of God, the power of God to overcome fear and intimidation and speak the truth of God. Praise the Lord. You might have to do that to go and ask somebody to forgive you. I couldn't fly into Burundi, Bujumbura, because there was an embargo because of the fighting. So I had to fly into Kigali, Rwanda. I don't know if anybody ever watched the movie Hotel Rwanda. Anybody here? Hotel Rwanda. It's brutally violent. That's the spirit of the beast. When Jesus Christ, the spirit of God, continues to leave a nation. The spirit of the beast, where they were just slaughtering people. Pulling you out of buses and matatus. That's why I had to fast. I couldn't do it on my own. I made it flesh and blood. Without the Spirit of God, the power of God within me, I couldn't go. I flew into Rwanda, Kigali, took a public bus through the jungles of Rwanda, the jungles of Burundi. The United Nations ambassador from Burundi met me at the bus stop and said, you must be a man of God. They should have killed you. While there was an ambush in Burundi, and everybody in the bus started crying, it took them three hours to clear the roads. But the bus, the people inside were crying and crying and crying. I believe I know why they didn't attack. 
Just like people see this huge angel behind me in country after country after country. I believe God opened their eyes and they saw the angels of the Lord around me. Can you say amen? I believe that. I had a grandma who was a missionary in China. They lived 30 years in China. My parents were the first Assembly of God missionaries in northern China, or my grandparents. Then my father lived 14 years. But she was there before my grandma, before she married my grandfather. She was caught in a field once. And a gang of thieves, notorious thieves and murderers, surrounded her, and she knew they were going to rape and kill her. She watched them for hours all night, and they did not attack. In the morning, they just left. Two years later, she was preaching in the field. And the, the leader of this gang of thieves accepted Christ. And she said, why didn't you attack me? She said, do you remember me? Yes, I remember you. Well, why didn't you attack me? We wanted to. But the problem is, every time we walk close to you, your soldiers, giants would pull out their sword. She said, I was alone. He said, no, you were not alone. You were surrounded by giants. They would pull out their sword. And on the end of the sword was fire. Can you say amen? The angels of the Lord that camp round about them that fear him. Though a thousand die on one side and 10,000 on another, they will not come nigh thee. Ladies and gentlemen, I understand the power of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, and the angels of God. And when I go into these countries, believe me, not only do I fast and fill myself up with the Spirit of God, I count on the promises of God that His angels will be with me. Praise the Lord. And nothing can touch me unless God allows it. I gave the word for the Parliament of Burundi. And then God started to use me in a word of knowledge. Now, that is something that you can't count. You know, you cannot say, today I'm going to move in a word of knowledge. I had a prophecy for Burundi. That's why I went. That's why I was invited. But now, a word of knowledge. I gave the word of prophecy, and now God started to show me the sins of people in parliament guilty of murder. These are members of parliament. Sir, you shot a man in the head. You killed him. Sir, you slashed a man across the face with a panga. You killed him. God started to expose murder right in that parliament in Burundi. I said, tomorrow I'm seeing your president. The next day I'm flying or I'm leaving back to Rwanda. Because I had to take another public bus to get back. But I shared... I want you people that God exposed right now out of his mercy and grace of murder to stand up and repent. And if you don't, this is what God is saying. For every week I am gone, one of you that fails right now to call on the mercy and grace of God, each week one guilty of murder will die. And you'll know God sent a real prophet to Burundi. Five members of parliament stood on the spot and confessed of murder. Now, if you look in this, you'll see me with the current president. 
Because 10 years later, two of the members of the previous regime told the current president, a prophet came, this is what he said, and everything came to pass, bring him back. So I flew back, met with the current president, he's born again, met with the vice president, the cabinet members, and they've invited me back, I'm going back this year, and they said, I want you to hold a nationwide crusade meeting in the capital Bujumbura, lead my entire nation, Dr. Hansen, to Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Oh, hallelujah. That is the power of God. Now, when I meet with these type of leaders, presidents and parliaments, I always lay hands on myself and say, Father God, give me the strength to represent you and only you. Let me be a true ambassador. Let me not share any of my words, but let me speak what you say. Let me walk out knowing that I've pleased you in Jesus' name. Amen. The power of God. We could go in hour after hour sharing with governments around the world. On the back of the brochure, you have a brochure. On the back of it, it says World Ministries International. On the back of it, you'll see my family. You'll see three white daughters and one black daughter. She was cut through the throat when she was a baby in Somalia. They tried to decapitate her. She was born premature by a month and left in the streets of Mogadishu. The United Nations soldier picked her up and walked her into Kenya and put her in the hospital in Nairobi, Kenya. CNN covered the story. This is what miracles are made of. I opened the paper, headline news, miracle baby won't die. And God spoke to me and said, that's your daughter. We adopted her. I won't go through the history because the Muslims took us to court. Why? Because I'm an infidel. It was billed as Christianity versus Islam, U.S. versus Somalia. They said we would never win. But I believe if God gives you a word, hope, faith, victory, I believe we can have victory every single time. Can you say amen? Whose report will you believe? I'll believe the report of the Lord. If God gives you a word, don't give up. We went through a nationwide trial, two-month trial. They threatened to burn down the churches of Kenya. The chief justice got involved, and we got the baby. Can you say amen? Because God said that was my daughter. Now, she was severely disabled. They had cut her through the esophagus. That's the windpipe. That's why CNN said, this is what miracles are made of. Miracle baby won't die. You're dead when they cut the, the esophagus. She had a trachea put in her. Her vocal cord was cut. They said she would never talk, eat, or breathe in her entire life. The first year we prayed, nothing happened. Now understand, I see miracles. I'm talking about blind eyes, deaf ears. I'll tell you, in closing, a lady who came back from the dead. I see miracles. Now I prayed the third year and nothing happened. And my wife has to suction her out with a medical machine 12 times a day to keep her alive. I prayed the fourth year. She ended up in Seattle Hospital, 10 days in a coma, in ICU. They couldn't bring her out of a coma. Those 10 days, the medical doctors and nurses kept coming into our room and asking us, tell us the story of this baby that won't die. And we would tell them the story of God's power 
his authority. And nobody can take life until God says it's the time. Can you say amen? Nobody can touch you unless God allows it. The third time they were trying to bring her out of a coma, they let us in the room. They said, Reverend Hanson, you and your wife don't interfere or we'll throw you out. They were ready to give up. Her vitals kept climbing and the Spirit of God said, pray for her. I said, God, I'm not supposed to be here. Pray for her. God, I'm not supposed to be here. They're going to throw me out. The third time God spoke to me, pray for your daughter. I said, Lord, they're going to throw me out. He said, if you don't pray for your daughter, your daughter will die. I squeezed him. And they're looking at me like I'm a madman. Hey, who let this guy in here? I mean, <laughs> they're ready to call the orderlies and throw me out. And I started to pray with authority. I laid my hands on my daughter and said, Spirit of death, go in Jesus' name. And the vitals came down. They're looking around, and, but they're not touching me now because, hey, something's happening. The vitals go up, and I rebuke the spirit of death again. Spirit of death, go in Jesus' name. And the vitals come down. And the third time I rebuked the spirit of death, the vitals came down. She opened her eyes, and she is perfect. She can eat. She can talk. She can breathe. I know Dr. Al Ebanks had met her. We've taken her to Clinton. They all met her. She can talk, eat, breathe. This is a girl they said would never talk, eat, or breathe in her life. She graduated from high school on the honor roll and also went to state in basketball. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a big hand clap. That is the God that we serve. We serve a God of miracles. And nothing is impossible with Jesus. This is the spirit of resurrection, the spirit of Pentecost. We prayed for a woman that was dying. Her spirit left her body, and she died. We kept praying. In heaven, she was walking with the Lord. He took a seed bag off his shoulder and placed it on her neck. She says, what are you doing? He said, there's seed in the bag. You must sow it. No, 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 Lord, I don't want to go back. Then he showed her a yardstick and said, Letta, you've lived this much of your life, but you have this much more. I want you to go back and sow the seed, and then I'll bring you back and you can stay. Lord, I don't want to go back. Please, no. Instantly, the spirit came in the body, and she was alive. She became a missionary in Singapore and Malaysia, led many people to Jesus. But now do you think she thanked us? She complained for two years how dirty the earth was and why did you pray? I did not want to come back. <laughs> I did not want to come back. <laughs> well, she's with the Lord now and we're not praying anymore. I had enough for two years of hearing it. Well, my father's with the Lord. My brother's with the Lord. He was younger than me. I have a son with the Lord. And, you know, now that they're with the Lord, I miss them, believe me. But I don't want them to come back because they would not be happy again. Are, are you with me? They're with the Lord. That's why we're serving him. We're going to join him as soon as we get our job done. Release. Because they're happy. 
And now you serve the Lord with all your might so together you can rule and reign throughout eternity. You know, Acts 2, 1 through 4 talks about Pentecost. Why? Because they were in one accord. Acts 2, 41 and 47. 3,000 souls were added. Why? They continued in the apostles' doctrine. Joshua 1, 5 through 9 and 18. The promises and conditions of God for victory and the penalty for disloyalty. This church is under apostolic authority and is continuing in the doctrine that was prescribed with a vision and a burden to reach the lost. And if we stay in unity, you will have victory and this can be a New Testament church. Are you following me? Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Only be strong and courageous. Turn not to the right or to the left. That was the promise. There is good leadership here. If you stay in unity, you're going to reach the promised land. I don't know if you have more property, but you're going to need a bigger church. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Oh, hallelujah. I can preach an entire sermon on this verse, and I do a lot, but I want to give it to you. First Chronicles 12.32. 1 Chronicles 12.32, of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do, their chief priests were 200. Of the children of Issachar were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and their brethren were at their command. Issachar means a person, a servant of the Lord that will bring a reward to God, to his kingdom, and to the congregation they serve. Men are people, understanding to separate mentally, to distinguish, to be cunning, to be diligent, to be wise, to be prudent. So if you stay under this church, under an Issachar, you will be people that are mentally wise, can distinguish, can be cunning, can be diligent, can deal prudently, can be victorious, can prosper. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. were men that understood the times. Times is fortunes. Fortune means success, prosperity, estates, possession, wealth. This church, under an Issachar, are people with understanding to distinguish, to be wise, to be prudent, to be able to be successful, to be able to have wealth. To know, the Hebrew word know, and the verse is yada, God gives personal understanding and revelation. So by virtue of the name Issachar, we see that those that walk in the character of Issachar bring a sure reward to the Lord and the people under them. Can you say amen? There will be a reward. There will be direction. You won't be taken by surprise. God is shaking the nations. God is shaking this nation. They're trying to create an economic crisis to dissolve the, the nations of the world and their sovereignty and bring us into a new world order. But ladies and gentlemen, you stay under an Issachar, you'll be wise, you'll be prudent, you won't be taken by surprise, and you'll be prosperous, and you will have victory. You will have victory. Because God doesn't take, and he's not taken by surprise. God bless you. And God bless each one watching. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name right now that this church will stay in unity so they can have victory. Stay in unity in one accord, Lord, 
under an Issachar, that Issachar anointing from Pastor L to Pastor Kathy to Pastor Andrew. So this church can move mountains. So they can be wise. They can be diligent. They're not taken by surprise. But they'll be able to separate mentally, to distinguish, to be cunning, to be diligent, to be prudent. So you can give them fortunes, success, prosperity, estates, and possessions. So the wealth of the wicked can come into the church for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Let them vote for the best man or woman that represents Jesus Christ, I pray. Let this nation be led by godly men and women, not traitors that sell their soul to the new world order. Father God, let them be led by godly men and women. Let them occupy, make disciples, and be salt, and be prosperous. And let Cayman be a, a, a shining light to stand against the new world order and show the power of God. Like the Red Sea opening, like water out of the rock. Let Cayman have that type of testimony, I pray. Let the churches, their God, become men and women that are solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. Anointed and powerful as the apostles. Dedicated and committed as the prophets and determined never to compromise as the martyrs. Again, let this church be steady and solid as the rock. Anointed and powerful as the apostles. Dedicated and committed as the prophets. And determined never to compromise as the martyrs. And let this church go forth conquering and to conquer. Taking the land. Again, a New Testament church where when people walk in under that worship, under that anointing, because we submitted our will, demons will scream even during the worship and people will be delivered. People will be healed right during the worship. Father God, let the people love the worship. They've got great worship here. Bring them in to worship you with all of their heart. This is what it's about, worshiping Jesus Christ, the living God, the God who created the universe, and every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want you just to lay your hands on your body if you need a touch from God right now. Just lay your hands on your body. Again, let the Holy Spirit search your heart. If anything I said you need to repent, then repent because sin separates us from our prayers being answered. But if you need a healing today, touch your body right now. Touch your body right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, with the spirit of the resurrection that raised the dead, the first fruits, and the spirit of Pentecost, dear God, Touch your people now in the name of Jesus. Let virtue flow. We agree with everything that's been accomplished on a cross. By your stripes, we are healed. We agree with it, dear God. We agree with what you've accomplished. You took our sins on the cross and you gave us life and more abundantly. It's been done. It's been finished. Let people be healed. Cancer, go in Jesus' name. Heart, be healed in Jesus' name. Diabetes, be gone in Jesus' name. Dementia, 
Go in Jesus' name. Father God, let the families in this church make sure they're all under authority so that they themselves can receive the blessings and the promises and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on their family. That men, dear God, be under authority, Lord, so they can love their family and love their wives like you love the church. Father God, let them pray fast for the pastor, pastors, Lord, for Pastor Dr. Kathy Ebank and Pastor Andrew Ebank, dear God. Let them pray, let them fast, let them be loyal. You promised the people, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Father God, again, let the vision continue, let it break out the walls of this church that there be such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that Al and heaven will look back and be dancing a new dance oh hallelujah father God let faith arise let faith arise in Jesus name in the name of Jesus let faith arise Oh, kola la lama san di ay shanda la lama city ay kata la lama san di ay shanda la lama kori ay ikata la lama san di ay shanda la lama city ay. Let your anointing and virtue flow through them. Let the gifts arise out of this church and anointing come upon it. Cover them under your blood. Let your angels be around them. Give them victory. Give them peace and keep them safe from danger, accident, harm, or disease. And we ask you in the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, let's stand and give the Lord a big hand clap. Hallelujah. I feel like dancing. Come on, let's rejoice and be exceeding glad. Let's give God the glory. Let this church move from glory to glory. Come on, hallelujah. 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 Even as Jesus entered into the city on Palm Sunday, they were laying their clothes on the floor. They were laying the palm leaves on the floor. They were laying it out before him, welcoming the king coming in. And this morning, the king is here. He's here this morning. And as he's here with us this morning, I think he deserves a shout of praise. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Glory, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Before we close, I want us to just all make a renewal this morning of our covenant with God. To just renew our hearts. And recommit ourselves and say, Lord, I am going to serve you forever. I'm going to serve you forever. I want to live my life for you. So this morning, if you're a Christian, uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with renewing the covenant. 
And if you're not a Christian, you can come to know him this morning. So let's just repeat this prayer. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. Humble. And ask you to come into my heart. Come into my life. Renew your covenant in me. And renew your relationship in my life. I want to be closer to you. Now have your way in me. I repent of my sin, my rebellion, and I turn towards you. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. God is good. He is good. He is great. He is awesome. He is majestic. And Lord, we thank you for being here with us this morning. Father, I pray a blessing over every life that is in this house today. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I say, Father, as we leave here, even as we go to the baptism, oh Lord, we pray that your presence would go with us, Lord. Let your presence go with us, Lord. Protect us, guide us, and lead us, Lord. And let us be that shining light, that salt of the earth, even as we leave here. And we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.